Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Now, 30 years ago, in the summer of 1992, Brian Dean scored the Premier League's first ever goal. Andre Agassi and Steffi Graf triumphed at Wimbledon, and Ireland sent six boxers to the Olympic Games in Barcelona. It's a pleasure to be joined on the line today by three of them people. Uh, silver medalist, Wayne McCullough, featherweight, Paul Griffin, and gold medalist from Drimna Boxing Club, Michael Carute. Lads, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to- Thank you, um, yeah, 30 years on, lads. How are you keeping? We're getting Listen, old. Yeah, it's hard to live it. You know, so it's, it's one of those things that, you know, next week it's going to be 30 years since we had a, a, a great day on that Saturday morning. I know Wayne just fell at the last hurdle, but, you know, what a great tournament he had and what a great tournament Ireland had as a boxing. You know, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And lads, you're both, you're all joining me from boxing clubs. Wayne, from your place in uh, in Las Vegas, it's converted into an entire full gymnasium. And uh, Paul and Michael from Dreaming a Boxing Club. So st- staying close to the game all these years later. Yeah, it's, yes, yeah, it's Matt, I've been in and out, been up, like up and down over, over, the, over the years. And I'm doing well now, I'm doing really well the last few years. Uh, training some really good kids at the moment. And... Really think we've one or two there that might that could actually go to our level if they keep right, you know. So yeah. these gods, you know, look at we don't know where it'll be without a boxing club or about without boxing. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of boxing. We all do. Look at we have we've seen the world, all of us together, you know. It was True. brilliant. Great times in the in the late eighties, early nineties, you know. Yeah, and, and you could you could look at it and probably think that your team changed everything for Irish boxing win. The ninety two team. Yeah, well, as I say, back then, you know, we didn't we didn't have the funding and the 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 training all allowed to do. And we just did it. Or, you know, we had Nicholas Cruz there and Austin for the for the Olympics, and we weren't being paid or anything to get. You know what I mean? It was just straight into the competitions, and you had to qualify to get there. And 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 we produced medals and all, and stuff like that. And, and Paul, you know, Paul, I I thought Paul was going to get a medal as well, but that's what happens when you get a a draw, which is tough or whatever. And and but they say he's won a European goal, which is fantastic too. And we've done all in, all that before all this the funding the, the guys are getting today. If we had that then, you know, when you win when you win the world championships and stuff, nowadays you're getting paid money. Well, it's it's unbelievable. But say we produced we produced the medals without without all that. And yeah, say one of the best Olympics for men. Probably the best Olympics for men ever, a gold and a silver. 
Yeah, and and Michael, obviously, probably yourself and Wayne benefited from having experience four years previously in Seoul. Absolutely, you know, we you know we'd gone through the Olympic Games in '88, and you know, you do all the photograph hunting and autograph hunting and all nine years. <laughs> You're kind of distracted from what you what you're really there for, and we me, we me and Wayne being you know the, the only two surviving members of the '88 team, we didn't do any of that. You know, we just got on with our job, and you know, we again we were four years older, we were four years wiser, we were four years stronger. <laughs> you know? It was one of those types of team. We we went over as boys to the first Olympics, but we were right. certainly in the second ones. You know? Yeah, and obviously you, you built up that experience, but you still were kind of, you were still young men, weighing 22. Mike, what age were you in Barcelona again? I was 25. 25, so you were like yeah. one of the more experienced members of the team. And uh, did you feel like it was your time going into the tournament? I know it was a bit of a rocky road towards qualification for you domestically and internationally. Yeah, like I qualified last year, the whole, the whole gang, I think. Uh, Paul had qualified through the European Championships year previous, Uh Wayne had qualified. I was the last one to qualify on the team of the six was, I think. So I, I left it late, all right. So, but it was one of those type of things. You know, I was I was too busy bashing uh, Billy Walsh all the time, you know. So, um, so with that, um, he never he never stopped it. <laughs> so, but uh, it was one of those types of things. And I went to Italy and I qualified, and then I got married in in the April. And boxing took a backseat for once in its life in the, in my family. And then we went into training camp shortly after that. You know, I think it was. Probably mid to late May, we went into training camp and we, we started in Ireland and then we progressed to Germany and then got back to Ireland as quick as we could and then back over to Barcelona. So it was just, you know, you know, as it, as Wayne said there earlier on, this was not a high performance team. This was, you know, this is boxers, you know, six boxers who were not funded, six boxers who had to, you know, take time off work or, or give up work sometimes. Some of them had to leave their jobs because the commitment that they have to put into the amateur boxing is 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 huge at any time in anybody's career, you know. So, but you know, again, like to win a gold and to win silver, unfunded was unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah. unheard of. Yeah, Paul, you were not you were European champion ninety one, and yeah. uh, you had that tremendous victory, Ireland's first in forty odd years, and yeah. uh, you know you you were probably looking ahead to the games in ninety two yeah, as but, as you being your what, time to shine. That that was. But 91 was my time. I do feel like if, if it was 91, was 92, like I'd, 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 I'd have probably got medals as well. But, but like, it's like you can say your granny falls for your granddad, you know what I mean? So, look, it is what it is. I had a great, that was my time. I watched, and it was, it was an unbelievable time. I was so free. But, you know, when I was training for the Olympics, I quite qualified first and, and kind of, I'd won fight, one fight in the seniors' finals against Chris Nartan and Antonio and one fight in Spain before the Olympic Games in eight months and I had my job broken so it didn't go right for me you know it wasn't my time hey, uh, but look what the boys done was look it was unbelievable and like still to this day Michael there's still no other Olympic champions it's, it's, it's amazing it's unreal like, it's what an achievement like, you know male that's what I'm some great females and the, and the female girls now are geez, they're taking over the Irish girls but, but Michael's the only male Olympic champion for Ireland it's unreal league, you know yeah and, and Wayne you'd obviously followed on from the 88 games Commonwealth gold gold in 1990 made your way up from was it, what, what did you box at in 88 was it life fly or fly I fought I fought 100 uh, well I say we're here 105 pounds life fly weight 
48 yeah. kilos. So yeah. 48 kilos sick and wet. I was walking around that weight. <laughs> and you feel, you filled out to be an abandoned weight by 92. So you're like, yeah, well, I thought, I thought 48 kilos. Say, I thought at that point, I was just 17 when I qualified that year for the Olympics. And I thought it was fully grown, but it wasn't. It was still grown. It was a, I was a wee boy turning into a man. But that year, I say, I went to the games, got to carry the flag. What none of that was. Hmm. And then I, the Campbell Games, I moved up to the flyweight, 51 kilos. And then that same year, everybody always forgets I won a World Cup bronze that year as well in, in Bombay, India. And um, I was up to bantamweight in the, for that as well. And then the next year with the Olympics, and I, was, I stayed at bantamweight. That was my that was my more or less final weight class in the amateurs. Did, was, you be, did you believe you were the best in the world? Like you had the confidence? Won in the Olympics, you mean? Yeah, like I mean, you you had you had supreme confidence at the time going into ninety two. No, I had no, I had confidence. I really going to the Olympics in ninety two. I really, I really thought, I really thought I could get a bronze. I, that was my my goal was actually, I thought I could get a bronze medal because I fought, as I say, I fought Totter off in the World Cup. He beat me in the semifinals, and then I had to fight again, the losing semifinals for there's only one bronze medal in the World Cup, and I fought him. So I got I moved up that the bantamweight and I fought him. Then I fought Enrique O'Carroll in the, in the World Championships in Australia. I, I really believe I won the fight, but he, he ran from me in the last round. And that was a quarterfinals. I didn't get a medal. So I got to fight two, two former world champions before I went to the Olympics. And then, of course, Todorov was one of the favorites for the, for the gold in, in Barcelona. And then the Korean I fought, beat him in the quarterfinals. So it's all stars make fights. And, you know, as I say, the draw. And because one guy's a favorite to win gold doesn't mean he's going to win it. Going to the Olympics, anything can happen. As I say, I honestly thought I could at least win a bronze. I really didn't. I didn't think about gold or silver. I thought I thought I could at least get to the bronze medal stage, and I was fortunate enough to get to the final. Yeah, absolutely. And Paul, when you look at the when you when you look at the Irish team that was going over, you've got Paul Budimer, Wayne McCullough, yourself, Paul Griffin, Michael Carruth, Paul Douglas, and Kevin McBride. Who like what did you make it a team? Who who was the best boxer for you, Paul? Oh, okay. Paul Griffin was. <laughs> Obviously, it was very loud body wrestling. Now, look at, look at, you couldn't really say we were all in the, in the Wayne McCulloch. Like he said, he boxed Tadrov, I boxed Tadrov the same thing. I drew with him. And just before he, I turned professional, I, I drew with another bronze medal, the Saudi Olympics, the German fella. You know, we were all up there in the, in the same, like, without doubt, we were all in the top three in the world, these travels, you know? Yeah. Like, I think I was number. I don't know where it was number five in the world when I fought Todrop. But look at the fight I gave him, it's 11 all in the stadium. There was nothing in there, you know, could have went the other way. Can I try it at all? And any any of the three of you can, can smack me down. And, and I haven't seen enough to really follow through <laughs> with this judgment. But I would say that possibly from the outside looking in, maybe the best boxer on the team, Paul, might have been yourself. As Wayne says, the fittest. Was, there's no question it was. Paul, was, Paul you know, through the amateurs, is. One of the one, he's probably, I'd say he could be the best Irish amateur boxer of all time. There's no question. Like, I'm not saying that because he's, I'm not saying that because he's sitting here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he had that, he had, no, he had, he had that style. He had that side cross style and we sparred each other and stuff. But that, you know, he just had that amateur style, which is perfect. Yeah, do think we were all up there. Obviously, we no, were. No, we're, yeah, but, but Paul's like this, we're all up there. Michael got gold, I got silver, whatever. But it doesn't, doesn't mean somebody still, could be a better, like a better style oh, no, of amateur. Style yeah, of amateur. It's not like I'm, you know what I mean? And um, you had that amateur style, which is, is perfect. And yeah, I'm, hit, yeah, and I can hit, 
And I'd, I'd say uh, possibly the most dedicated and fit person was Wayne McCullough. And possibly, correct me if I'm wrong, the shrewdest, the best, uh, the, be- the man with the best ability to follow a game plan was Michael Carruth. Would I be in, a, in a right, the right ballpark there, do you think? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. we had we two, we two great O'Connor people in, in our corners that, mm-hmm. that year as well, Nicholas Screws and my late father, Austin. And, uh, you know, it worked for, it worked for Bob. Was Nicholas looked, worked very well with Wayne. And obviously my father worked with me since yeah. I was seven years old. So we had two great corner men, you know, you know, and you went back to the corner, you knew you were getting the right advice every time, you know. And it was one of those types of things that, you know, you, you sometimes, you know, when you when you're when you're winning a fight yourself, you, you just do what you do. You, you my dad used to love it. I said, I've got this fella, you know what I mean? And he, he, it was absolute music to his ears because he knew I, I had the fella and I was gonna beat him, you know. Now I didn't think I'd come back and after the first round and say to, to me, Dad, I've got the Cuban, which I didn't say because, you know, <laughs> although I'd won the first round 4-3, um, it was one of those types of fight. It was going to go each and every way now at this stage, you know, when I when we got to, eventually got to the final. But I just thrown back again, just listening to Wayne talking about, you know, winning his Commonwealth. Just thinking, like, since 1989 to even the year after the Olympic Games, 1993, there was a World Bronze Medal won by us three. There was a Commonwealth gold medal one. There was a European gold medal one. There was an Olympic gold medal one. And there was another Olympic or European bronze medal. And and a World Cup bronze as well. There's medals between us. Paul Paul remembered that. I love you, Paul. (laughs) You're looking at from the three of us. You know what I mean? What we produced. Unbelievable. You know, any country in the world would have took those three. Yeah. 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 I, I do know the thing. I think in the early years, years ago, you know, the Irish, the, the boxers went over and they were, they were hoping to get bronze and they were hoping to get. Yeah. But I think when ninety one, when that changed everything, it did. And then yeah. ninety one, then ninety two, Jesus Christ, two gold medals out of one club. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Wayne with the gold medal from from Belfast, three out of one country. In, in, oh, you're right. You're right, Paul. To say before before that. When, you, when the draw was being made, like, 88, the 80s right up, people, yeah. want, fighters wanted to fight the Irish team because we were that's the, what I'm saying. Sort of like, the yeah, team they wanted to beat. Happy, yeah, that's what they were saying. We want to change the Russians with the lawyer. Yeah. It's not like that now. No, they don't want to do it anymore. No. From 91 onwards, we, they didn't want to we, do that. Er, 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 from, the, from, like Michael said, 89 to, to 93, changed the whole face of Irish boxing. Yeah. They were shadow over there. You know, that's why they're getting all the money now. The funding, they're getting all the funding stuff they got. You know, that's why they're getting it. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, but I'm sure you had. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't all hard work and no play as well back in the back in those days. But we won't even go into that one. Michael, Paul, you know we were supposed. To, we were actually when we were sent home. You remember? Oh, we were getting sent <laughs> the water. Remember the water. The water. The shoe water balloon hit. Gave Michelle Smith a bang of water balloon on the head. And, so uh, we're all, so we're, we were all, we were all having a bit of fun, and then of course we sat, we were sat down right in front of Pat Hickey, and yeah, we were talked to like we, we were talked, yeah, we were talked to like we were at the, at a like a school by the prince or the headmaster. Yeah. He says you, or you at that fucking last in this team, and you will be, be the force to go home. That's the truth yep. to God. And then the that's the truth. We're, we're all sitting there, but we're sitting there, we're, we're sitting there. Paul, Paul, 
we were sitting there sniggering on there. But he was oh, really threatening us. If we do this again, we're going to be sent home. And you, you remember, know, that was Michelle Smith. I gave her a whack of the balloon in the head and she slipped on the floor. We were all, we were all playing around. We were all messing around. I, I heard that was Sonia O'Sullivan. It was definitely Michelle Smith, was it? No, oh, Michelle. Michelle, was Michelle. Michelle. We knew Michelle, Michael, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle from 88. We got into trouble. Yeah. You know, we thought swimmers like water. You know what I mean? So, uh, Sancer, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so the messing in, in training camps, you have to have that looking like as you say, I was twenty-five years old, I was the oldest on the team, you know. I think maybe I think it's it, it, yeah, it was it's to experience that Michael had and I'm Wayne, even though he's only a year old and he's been a lot of when you go to one Olympics and then you go to the next Olympics, you know the whole score, you know. Yeah, and really I believe that right. for ninety-six I would have medals. Because yeah. I was at that boxing tournament, I dropped him. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I was boxing down my skin. But look, Paul, you Paul, last time you were on, you told us a few stories about some of the pranks you played on lads like Dennis Galvin and stuff. Did you, did you manage to play a few on these fellas? Actually, didn't actually, because uh, I you, Paul, you, you get Paul, you got half of my, you got half of my eyebrow off. I got half, half of it. Yeah, you, you got, got half of it, all of it. Oh, again, I, got, I actually got the two of them. I was trying to just get out of that there. You didn't get, you didn't get all of it off, but you got only half of it. No, half. I only got a half. Was your way way the shadow box in these fucking sleep? Uh-huh. I swear to God, <laughs> I never seen a man train like him in my life. He's just never. No, but the, the truth is, the fun we had, guys, the fun we had traveling the world. You know, it's it's priceless. Right. You know, I mean, friends for life, and you never. The and it was different then because no phones, it was nothing, it was just normal life, you know. <laughs> You're right. Probably Do you remember the time we all went to uh, we went to Switzerland to fight that to competition? Sure, right. yeah. <laughs> and we nearly got killed in the nightclub. That's right, yeah. Wayne picked on the biggest fella in the nightclub. Well, and me, me and Mark, the biggest, the biggest fella is gonna fall. He's gonna fall harder. He's gonna fall harder. Well, it was unreal. The biggest fella. Then I got, I got in the car and I was driving this car up the wrong, wrong side of the road, drunk out of my mind. Your man pulled in and he goes, uh, Papa, I said, yeah, we took out our medals, I think it was. We're not to be in boxing. Oh, go on, he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the car around. But... <laughs> I need uh, it. That's the truth. We, we had some unbelievable times. It was great. But the, the truth is, when I, when I was when I was on the the Olympic team, when I I was a young guy getting on the, the Olympic team, and, and Michael was with Billy and stuff like that, and I must say they they looked after me. They didn't they didn't actually they didn't actually make fun of the young kid coming in. They actually looked after me. I, I give them that. Yeah, they could have they could have yeah. pranked me and stuff, but they didn't. They actually they looked after me, and I was I just turned eighteen. You know what I mean? So they. That was a super team in, as well in Brilliant. 88. When you look at the team we had in 88 as well, you know, like you, know, you had Brilliant. Billy Walsh on it, you had John Lowey on it, you had Paul Fitzgerald. Karen Joyce, yeah. Paul Fitzgerald. Although we came away with Morton, you know, but my God, what a, yeah. what a selection. Conditions, of out, conditions out in Korea were different as well. Like there was, there was a yeah. lot of yeah. weird decisions wow. that went down too. The, the funny thing, in, in Korea, there was no, they didn't break it down. There was no qualifying to break down to 32. So with our weight class, there was like 70 fighters in each weight class. So you're yeah, yeah. You're, fight, you're fighting more, you'd have fought more fights to get to the final. So to say, didn't it? It's like Paul, 60 Paul fighters. Paul was earlier on, like, I had 13 fights in in 1992. Yeah. My 13th fight wasn't my Olympic final. Right? I too. And uh, so he was, you know, he was, you know, he, right. he was, he was 
And, you know, I was doing commentary on his fight with Jimmy McGee and him being a team member and obviously a club member to me here in Jimna. So, you know, it was the first time I've seen Paul, you know, in a bit of trouble in a fight, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I got a bit emotional with it as well. And I just told Jimmy to knock, knock off the coverage because I couldn't, I couldn't talk, you know what I mean? Because really, you know, if anybody had, was anybody was a betting man for Barcelona, the two, if I had money to, to throw out and gamble, I would have bet Wayne McCullough and Paul Griffin to win medals in Barcelona. Yeah. I gave myself an outside chance of winning a bronze. You were saying about the bronze the whole time, yeah. and, and we won the bronze yeah. on, a, on a really great night as well. It was my mother and father's wedding anniversary, you know, and they were 35 years married. So I gave them a great present that day Brilliant, with, with a bronze medal. Most of us were walking around the arena that night. Do you remember that, Wayne? You know, and we were on cloud nine, apparently. You know? Butch, and, I will watch, right? It was just you know, one of those final, final, like we final training session. After semi-finals. <laughs> what a feeling, I guess. We were, we were Olympic medalists, you know what yeah. I mean? And we were always going to be, we'd always be mentioned that, you know, yeah, we, we wanted to go a step forward and a step forward. And we, we pushed one another absolutely great because if I hadn't had you in the, in the you know, in, still on the team, in, in the competition, yeah, you, you probably would have backed out at that semi-final or something like that, you know what I mean? You probably yeah. wouldn't have put to Everton well, you were winning, I was winning, you were winning, I was winning. So, right, we better keep it going. This, you know, what I mean, and, unbelievable. Yeah. And we, we were great, you know, and we fought, you know, the beautiful thing, we fought in the same one. You know, the fight between us was a fellow called Oscar De La Hoya. Does anybody know him? You know, so, Oscar, uh, <laughs> you know again, memories right. of that, you know, so it's, it was, you could, have fought, you could have fought him years ago, Michael, I believe. But, uh, that's, that's, oh, he was supposed to fight him, he was supposed to fight Shane Mosley, Mosley, yeah, so, but, uh, Shane Mosley, well. He's nice I know. Day. I know Shane and Doctor really well. I know them really well. Yeah. Yeah, we went out to the matches in nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Nineteen ninety. So yeah, we have an easy fight to end the seasons tour. You know, we yeah. walked in. There was a, a, a program there. Paul Griffin versus Oscar De La Hoya. I used to been reading the box now. We knew who he was. Next fucking Sugar Ray Leonard. He walks in. He's like five foot ten. Like I was only five foot six, and he was like. I said, I said, he's a welterweight. Yeah. He gets on the scales, he's nine stone nine. Um, Austin said to me, I said, if he makes nine stone, I'll bottle boxing. He, went, he came back from my hour's train, he was nine stone five. He put me in rare light welterweight. Uh, Mark Coughlin. Yeah. Um, Mark was a great fighter. And Jesus that, yeah. Christ, it was unreal. Yeah. Absolutely. If he could have just uh, worked a bit harder to get the weight off. Lads, we'll deal, we'll deal with the triumph in a second and there's a lot of it to come, but Paul, tell us the story about what happened in yours. Obviously, it's a, it's a moment that's probably annoyed you for a lot of years since. Yeah, look, at, it's, it's one of them things that was like, look at, be honest, like I said, going into the Olympic Games, uh, I haven't got the same momentum as I had when I was in 91. You know, like I said, I'm not making excuses, but it wasn't that. It wasn't, I was 30% of the fire that wasn't in, in, in Gothenburg, you know. I was, I had about like 91, I cheese, I about 15 fights before I went to the Olympics, you know. And uh, same thing, but I, I was, I used to be saying, why didn't you, why didn't, should have sent me to a, a multi nations or something, even though I was qualified? It's just because I, I go through all the boxing results from all the all the years over. You can, it's just a sorry international boxing results. Every result is on that from 1960. And you want to watch the Todorovs, the Kickeroffs, the Chewers, the Hernandezes, they've all, they box in every country all around the world, all year round. We get sent to one, you know what I mean? So, I 
it just shows you if if they if they send to us, we have the goods to do it, and we have the experience yeah. and get the experience. And to do, for them lads to go and win the and me to win the thing, even with it, oh, that was my first international tournament when I won the Europeans. So we, look at the, the talent that was there. I don't think there'll ever be another. It won't be for a long time another rally like that anyway, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you went in obviously undercooked, recovering from an injury, and you had fought against a Zambian called Stephen Chuzu, yeah. who who looked like a good fighter from the footage. I'm not too sure what he did after well, the rest okay. of his career, but he looked like he could really wallop. Well, uh, he, he caught you in the first yeah. round and dropped you. Well, and... To be honest, the, the first person I ever inspired years ago when I was 16, it was Joe Lawler. I think he was like 22, 23. He was seen that champion. I was Floyway, uh, second year U champion. I was going to box Paul Ireland for the European Juniors and, and Austin said, I'm going to put you in my team. And he hit me. I'll never forget I was, and Joe could hit. And I was only 16, you know, and he was the first man to daze me. Like. But this fella hit me. He was like getting the bang of a hammer. I'm not joking. I didn't even remember. It was I didn't even remember being down, you know that way? I was concussed, obviously. <laughs> and what happened was like, before I knew it, the fight was over and I was a heartbreak. And you know, I was really, really... You know, coming back from the Europeans, champion red carpet on the on the thing, mm. and then the next day, the the paper has S H A M A. It was it was really hard for that time, yeah. you know. And I had to leave the village now because everyone thought it was mad. But I am mad, but yeah, it's because of your reaction <laughs> so to being put. An, an official basically was an official yeah. outside the ring signal for the fight to be over. Was it the referee or the doctor? And it was the fight the was called. But I thought it was the Irish doctor. Dr. Flanagan and mm. I took it out on him. It wasn't him eventually. I apologized to him and all. He was a lovely man. Yeah. But I was so upset, you know. Nicholas had to sit me in the dressing room, you know. He had <laughs> he to wish. Hang of a shoe on the face or something. I'm not sure. But, uh, was, yeah, yeah inconsolable. You, you left the village and you ended up taking yeah. a big ban off. I well, even. How long was it for? Yeah. You did. And, uh, maybe that because we were in Salir, it was like 150 miles away or something. Got the train up and then. And they won, and they won the semi-finals. It's brilliant, you know. I actually remember the, the that that Korean that that Y and B. He he he. I think he pushed Wayne after the fight. I was gonna kill him. I swear to God, he was like, he, "What a fight!" I want, yeah, I want the I want to shake his hand afterwards and outside. Yeah. And, and, and he tried to kick me. I swear to God, I was gonna kill him. And I said, "I can't kill him. But get kill him, I get banned for for life." <laughs> so yeah. What did he give you? Your memory. That's, you got a good memory, Paul. Yeah, oh, you have to tell you, I swear to God, I have. No, I was just going to shake his hand and he just fucking tried to kick me. Yeah, remember that way, no, but I know he's going to kill him. But because uh, he, he, he beat Totter off, he thought he was going to be favorite for gold then. Yeah, yeah. He probably was. Yeah, I but tell you, stars make fights. He was, he was a tough, well, he was so tough, wasn't tough. he? He, was, he, he, cracked my, he cracked my cheek one in three places and busted I know, I know. To this, to this day, I still have no feeling here, to this day. Uh, yeah, oh, he was so tough. It's, it's, it's not going to stop you from fighting the final, only. Not yeah. a hope, not a hope, no. Um, and so, so there you go. And it was, it was what, a, what a day, you know. I yeah. remember watching in the bar down in Slough, all the Irish people it was great, like, you know, it's like amazing. And, and Wayne, Wayne's oil, like, you could see, like, you know, he was, and never, and, and, and gee, he took the last round and everything. It was unreal. Then Mikey gets in and beats a fella that nobody could beat this fella. And there's only one person in the world that that would that that was his nemesis, and that was Michael Crew, because he he had the he had the ability to box him properly, you know. Yeah, and, and Michael, it. Michael, you got to your final. You you, you got to your final. You had Western Samoa, yeah, an old uh, 
foe from Germany you, you'd fought a couple of times at Thai. Then he got in against Cuba. And did it help having Nicholas Cruz in the corner? Knew this guy Hernandez quite well. Uh, it was a former pupil of his, wasn't he? And he knew him quite well. Did it yeah, he, he, he get he knew the ledge? Style. He knew the style of the Cubans, but like come here, I had a great coach in me, Emmy Connor all my life was my father. Yeah. And our idea was with big lads was that, you know, we, we bought them to us rather than we went to them. You know, I mean they, everybody expected the little fellas to go with the big fella, you know, and try to have a go with them. But we bought you know, the Cuban didn't realise the tactics until yeah. the about around and a half, and then all of a sudden I'm winning the fight and then the last third, well, the third round was huge because we were eight all going into the last round, and um, I got a public warning in the second round for for holding, and um, and then all of a sudden, as he said to me, my dad said he's going to come at you, he's going to come at you, he's frustrated, and he said, and if you look at that Olympic final, you look at that last, that first minute of that third round, that's when I won the Olympic yeah. Games because he came at me and I threw hooks from everywhere, everywhere from, from yeah. the ankles to me. It, from the elbows to the elbows to anywhere I threw. Once I threw it, the crowd was so good as well. The crowd was, even if I missed it, they applauded it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and it was, big crowd. It was you, one of those things. It was just that, I, you know, every time I threw it, I tend to land with it. And then he got more frustrated and the, as the fight went on and he was, he was doing stupid things he was. So, but it was again, you know, we played a great game of chess against him and, and beat him. You know? and, and were you, um, like obviously you're playing chess all the time, you're you're trying to stick to the game plan. But when you say you're throwing hooks from everywhere, are you kind of emptying the tank as well in this third round? Or you've had a long campaign, or are you still staying tight and uh, and really trying to be? I suppose. Oh, no, I love I love fighting southpaws. I know because I know what what to do and what the, I want that bad at. You know, and I'm, I I would perform better against southpaws than I ever did against orthodox boxers. You know, and um, so it, it kind of suited me. It was going to be whose right hand is going to be the quickest. You know. And fortunately, my boss, you know what I mean, uh, quicker than Hernandez, you know. And like saying that against, you know, he's arguably one of the greatest Cubans never to win an Olympic gold medal. You know, like yeah. he, he went to the next Olympics, I think, and got a bronze, two silvers oh. and a bronze. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like, I don't really care, you know what I mean? Because the bottom line, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to win, and you know, and that was the bottom line. And it was a great moment for us, you know, and you know, it was. It was a great moment for my family for for our country. And when, we came, back, when we came back, when we came back to Dublin and Ireland, uh, Wayne, you remember, you know, well, Michael, that was one. I was one of the. What was one of the first Olympics they had all the countries there as well? Remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Different boycotts. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to we'll get to the moment to triumph in a second. Um, but Wayne, you got you got to your final by beating Uganda, Iraq, Nigeria, that Korean. Uh, and then you got to a final against the Cuban as well, and you'd had a really rough campaign. Like you'd fought, uh, particularly against the against the Korean. Like like you say, you, you picked up an injury, or you were going into the final injured, and it just so happened to be Joel Casamayor in the final as well. And yeah. Another another tricky Cuban. I know um, Nicholas Cruz was. I think you were his favorite boxer of like thirty of all time. You were like Nicholas's pet almost. And like, what was his tactics and game plan? How much did he know about Casamayor that he could lend to you and uh, try and get you going for the final? Needless, notwithstanding the fact that you're probably you're the, you're the walking wounded at this stage. Well, the funny thing is, that Enrique Ocarion was supposed to be the guy who was won the Olympics, but he lost somewhere along the line. And then Casimir was a featherweight and moved down for the for the Olympics. So they got a younger guy coming in. He's, he's only a, he's only like a year younger than me. But um, I seen his style. And the, the funny thing is, when uh, me and Michael we tried to see the, the semi finalists, which you were fighting, but um, Casimir's fight lasted about thirty seconds. 
he fought some guy from I forget where he was from, but he the guy pulled his Mex- arm out Mexican and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he pulled his arm out and all of a sudden he's 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 got the wind straight away. And then when I fought the say the Korean, he was just he hit me with the Korean hit me with everything. It was like a pro fight because he just beat he said he just beat Totter off and he 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 was getting close. He was putting the hands up. He was hitting elbow everything. And I remember getting the last round. It was I think it was sixteen fifteen up or something. And I had Austin and Nicholas in the corner. And Nicholas. It was good. It was good just pushing a little bit in the end. You know what I mean? I say he pushed me in that fight. The, I won the last round and I won that fight 21-16. But I knew I knew there was something wrong with that. But I say Paul and Paul knows and Michael knows when you go to the doctor, he just looks at your hand. He doesn't touch your face or anything like that. But my lip was was numb from the from the semifinals. But I didn't know what was wrong with it. it just just was into the fight. But first round I fought against Casimir. I know like to say to go out there and just do the usual. You know, I thought it was pretty even. Go back, see the scores. I'm six one down. So it was weird that I thought it was like an, e- an even round. But second round, he hit me with a shot, and I had blood coming from the corner of my eye. And I've never felt pain like in my life. And and I, sh- I remember he threw a straight jab at me, and I, and I shook my head like this because I felt like someone was shooting electricity down my left side. And of course, I finished. I was in the second round. He hit me, and I just I finished the round. Came back. I was ten two down. And I, you know, I remember thinking, this is it, last round, you know, all guns blazing. And Nicholas just said, get your hands up and just go for him, go for him. And Austin was like, yes, just go forward. I mean, so it was, it was, I did that in the last round. I won the last round clearer than any round was won the first and second by him. But I only won the last round 6-4 of him. And the, the last score was 14-8. I, I lost the fight, but it was closer. It should have been closer than it was. But I did, I lost the fight, I'm going to say, I'm just looking at you here. There's a banner here I have. It's a Hall of Fame night 2019 in Nevada. And me and Casimir were inducted in the same night. We're, we're, we're buddies and I. We're buddies on the say we're on the flag here. And we, we turned out to be a great fighter. I met him when he came to when he defected came here. And um he actually trains fighters out of a gym just down near the strip. <laughs> so it's a small world. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The funny thing is, every time we see each other, we have that bond because Two Olympic finals, you never they never really get to see each other again. You know, they never meet up again. But all of a sudden, I come to Las Vegas and Casimir comes to Las Vegas as a pro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. And, and, uh, and you, they, well, you were united. You were united straight after the fight, really. Oh, they, you both sent the drug testing to watch Michael. That, Michael yeah, Bruce sitting, I, was sitting, I was sitting in the drug test room and they're, they're giving you any drink you want to, to load up. And I'm sitting watching, trying to, trying to pee so I can go out and see Michael's. But I sat there and watched it there, and and I turned around. I remember when the I think it was the last fifteen seconds. I turned around because I knew I knew Michael had just the points went up, and I turned to Casimir and he just looked at me and like this, like that. It was a funny, it was a funny situation. I mean, we're sitting there together, yeah. And um, and he and I turned to me knew that we won, and I think he just he he just sort of gave me a bit of respect. It's like like that or something. I mean, it was nothing bad. It was just like like that. He knew his guy had lost, and I knew my guy won. <laughs> yeah, and where can, Wayne, I can get in there. That that last round you done against him, you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe how much that encouraged me, and 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 got my confidence up with that last round you gave against Casemiro. Is right. What I, what I believed in was they they are human. They have two arms. They have exactly. two legs. Like the rest of us, you know what I mean. And the, the amount of confidence I took from that into the ring, you know, saying right. <laughs> Wayne's after knocking the crap out of that Cuban in that last round. <laughs> I said, so it, it can be done. You know what I mean? And the bottom line is, is 
I said I have to get off to a better start than what you did. You know what I mean? Yes, so, yes. And although I didn't think you lost that round six one, it was it was a lot closer than that. Yeah, but that's what you didn't worry about that. Politics. It was one of those things and things, but the, you know, you need a motivation, and you were my motivation that day because you truly were. Thank you. I I I then got a belief in myself that I can do this. You know what I mean? And um, and I only for that last round, if you hadn't had that last round, I'd, we'd probably have been talking. Michael, yeah, <laughs> if I can motivate you to win the last round, that's why I can motivate you. When I- Let's go for a run in the mornings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul's a, a good runner. Paul's a good runner. Paul's a good runner. Yeah. The quarterfinals. Yeah, the quarter actually, yeah. actually wasn't a bad runner because it was good until I fucking ran with you. Yeah. <laughs> but you remember the time I turned at the, at the block? Remember all the photos? They, they were taking the photographs of us. And, you, and we got to the wall and you were like 200 yards ahead of me. And when you turned, I turned. Yeah, Remember that's right. And you chased me down the chased me down the beach. RTE were there. Oh, look at here! Fucking bastard! I love running. I still, I still love it. I still love it. He came over. He came over the line for us. Yeah. And it says in the paper next day, Griffin leaves charge home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. Don't worry. Oh, here! Do you remember the time we were down with me and you, and, we, and the car went down to the sea? Oh, oh, I was remember Gee. that next time. This fella said, this lending a car, Kevin. We, uh, we were going to the Olympics next day. Me and Wayne, I got in the car, drove into the beach. I started pulling handbrakers and all that. Next of all. The tide was coming. Uh, I put my foot down on the, on the tin, the accelerator, right? The wheel starts spinning. <laughs> and in the, next of all, 20 minutes later, the fucking car was out to the sea. Sorry. Yeah, man. Sorry, I did get a tow truck to play the light. Pulled the car out of the thing. The man's car was destroyed. I gave him a hundred quid. Yeah, you can't. You got to edit all that. <laughs> but that's only oh, that's only oh, some no. of the stuff we did over the years. No, the stuff we did over the years. It was all for fun. And brought, and we were on the team together. You had to save yourself. It's not really. Don't pass the time in having a bit of fun, having a bit of crack. You know what I mean? So don't give Paul Griffin the keys to your car, or otherwise, ever. No, don't, oh, definitely don't give him the ball <laughs> or a razor. <laughs> but you know what? The, the Olympics is say with. For everybody, just just getting the Olympics, just being an Olympian, you're Olympian for life. Yeah, you know, you're you. It's it's Not a thing achievement a for anybody Olympian, just yeah. to get there. You know, you have that. When you said the seen you said in the American wheel, when you say you went to the Olympics, forget about the medals. They're like you're an Olympian, and they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just they can't believe it. And especially you, you come from Ireland, a small nation like Ireland, they like. And then when you say you got a medal and stuff together, they're like, wow. They want to see your medal more than your belts. August the eighth, August the eighth, uh, nineteen ninety two. I I've searched my uh, my brain and I I think it's my earliest boxing memory. So, congratulations, lads, for that. That's that's the first one. And I say for a lot of lads around my age, a couple of years older, a couple of years younger, that's probably the first time they remember. And there's people all over the country who have no interest in boxing whatsoever, but they remember the names and they remember the day as yeah. well. No, they do. They remember. Never forget that. No, they remember. People remember to this day even. They remember, you know, anybody who's in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, they remember where they were that day. It's, yeah. it's, it's weird. And then because we came back to the, remember we came back to the Dublin airport, it was early in the morning, it was packed. And then O'Connell Street the next day was just, like it was, it was unreal. It was just, you know, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. They, you know, How many Dublin, people were there? Do you remember? Oh, it was 50,000 in the street. they got to be 50,000 oh, in the Street. Oh. Easy. Five hundred. Oh, there was. You know, I think about five hundred thousand on the calendar. Oh, was it? Yeah, in the, in the airport in the morning, there was thousands of people as well. Was there in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in Belfast, there was nobody. 
<laughs> you got it. Remember did, that? What, what was the story with that? Did you get a welcome home, Wayne, or what happened in Belfast? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from. I always say I'm from Belfast, Northern Ireland. You know, but most of my career was in Dublin, and I was, you know, I was looked after. You know, Dublin to get a homecoming like that. It was the homecoming was for the whole Olympic team. It wasn't just for me and Michael. It was for the for everybody because yeah. the boxing had did so well, and it was for everybody. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, when I went to Belfast, you know, they, were, they had the, the City Hall, or Michael knows about the City Hall, were having a reception, but I found out when I was there, they hadn't even thought of Michael. They said, somebody told me different beforehand. That he, but then when I found out, I more or less told the, the Lord Mayor, who was actually lived close to where I lived, I actually told him where to go. And I was yeah. walking out. I was actually walking out that night, and, and Pat McCrory said to me, do it for the box, do it for the box. I said, no. This is ridiculous," he said. "No, do it for the box and just forget about him, the politics. And you know, I've never got involved in politics, but for some reason or other, some small-minded politician, you know, wasn't going to have a reception. And as I say, you know, it was the first silver medal we had in thirty-six years, Imagine. the first gold medal ever in boxing. Come on, and you're not going to celebrate it because I'm from Northern Ireland. I'm, I'm it's yeah. called Northern Ireland. I'm Northern Irish. I'm a proud Irish man. Always has been. And for him to say that a politician, and today, today they couldn't say anything. Man, they couldn't get away with anything today. But back then it was like, I say, I, went, I go to the Olympics, eighty-eight, ninety-two. The unemployment office take the money off me because they said I wasn't representing the country, and that's yeah. the stuff I had to go through. The bitterness, yeah. and I sitting there, I'm sitting there in the dole office, more or less saying, you know, I'm Irish, I'm fighting for Ireland, you know, and they said you're not fighting for us. So stuff like that. If they said that today, it'd be discrimination. You know, but that's what I was going through. And you know what? I say I was proud of what I what I did for the country of Ireland. And, um, they can never take it away from me. You yeah. know? But unfortunately, it takes politicians running the country. You're small minded, bitter people. It's unfortunate. It really is. It's just. I'm, I'm sure the sport of boxing has played a part in helping to uh, change things for the better. And I'd say. A lad like yourself from a loyalist area used to take part in building the bonfires as a teenager, and now you're boxing for Ireland. Alongside. Me, and, me, and, me, and, me, and, me, and Ian and McGee, you know, me and, me and mm. I talked to him last week. Him and McGee and me are we're good friends yeah. from, from from teenager years. Years, we, we were teenagers. We went to Dublin together, won the youth juniors, yeah. and uh, me and never had any problems. Never, there was never boxing, never ever crossed you know, crossed the divide. It never it was there was never had banter. We always crossed divides. And it was one sport that others could could just, you know, it didn't matter what you wore, what color you wore, religion you wore, across divides. And I say, it's unfortunately, I say, even this day, the politicians, they don't know what they're doing. And say, unfortunately, they when you when stuff like that happens, you're you're going to the Olympics, but you're not giving you unemployment because you're not fighting for us. That's that's that's, that's, that's almost that's like that's a comedian crazy. telling a joke. Yeah, it's almost like. Michael, when you secured that gold medal and you jumped for joy, you created one of those pictures that's going to be in the nations, I suppose, minds for another another 30, 30 years down the line, people will still remember it. Was it. Did you ever celebrate a win as sweetly as that? Um, only in 92, I started jumping. And I don't know why. I never actually, <laughs> that's been my, my dad and Paul was obviously, Ozzy was coach to him as well. And my dad always had to believe if we won, we didn't parade like a, a peacock. If we lost, we didn't cry like a baby, you know? Mm. And then only the last couple of fights, particularly when I beat Billy Walsh in the 
in the final of the uh, senior championships, I jumped similar to that. And then I was able to beat Juan Hernandez in the Olympic final. Like, I should have won the high jump that day and they never gave me the gold medal. You know what I mean? So uh, it was just one of, the, one of those moments. And I'm obviously caught forever with that photograph. You know what I mean? So, but it's, it's not a bad photo. <laughs> well, well, Michael, do you know, you go back 30 years, you're still, I just call it the start. You're, you're the Olympic gold medalist. You're still the only, only one to do that ever. And the men's, and they say that women have did it. I'm not, you know, women have did it. Kitty Taylor, then, well, the last girl on you, but you're still the only man yeah. to do it, and still, um, that's well, still how, history how, right how there. Yeah, getting closer, didn't they? It is, you know, it's, it's, you know, you know yourself, getting over the line is one of the hardest parts of a boxing, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's time that we they did get another male uh, Olympic champion, and, you know, okay, we, we got a bronze there with Aiden um, this time around, oh. but obviously the girls have one more chance. Possible. Taken over, you know. So, but yeah, but we've only got we've only got one more chance, Michael. We're not our Olympic champions, you know. One more chance, twenty twenty four, because the Olympics is going to be pulled from the yeah, that's saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be the Olympics is twenty twenty eight. It's going to be. I think it's a lot of scaremongering as well, but I think that that's all right. No, no, they're twenty twenty eight is going to be in LA, and the last time they had the Olympics in LA in eighty four, they got like nine gold medals on USA did, and they're not going to have any. Boxing <laughs> and they had well, they had no Russians there. I don't think today. And they had no Russians. Your house, are we? Yeah, well, come here, no problem at all. Yeah, there's, plenty, ball, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room in the four corners of this ring here. I better get my bars. I better get my bars stacked up. Yeah, if you guys know me, there's plenty of room. Believe me, Michael. Did it, did it, the Olympic gold? Uh, I presume it changed your life for the better. But did it have drawbacks or, as well? What what stands out to you over the thirty years? I'm sure it's opened so many doors. Like uh, yeah. You know, again, it's it's one of those times when you when when you want to have a peaceful moment with your with your wife or with your you know I have two kids now in the last thirty years as well. And um, I was always brainwashed with people. They see me come into a restaurant. They wait till I sit down. They wait till I order me food. The food would come along. I'm just about to tuck into it. And us boxers, you know, we had to starve half our lives. You know, so when we go to eat a meal, you know, the time, you know, we, we certainly enjoyed it. And then all of a sudden. They come over here and 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 disturb you and want to photograph and I'll just throw you take a photograph. But you know, listen, if that if that's the only problem I had in thirty years, it wasn't a bad one. You know what I mean? So I didn't have silly people. You know, some people were drunk. They they, they want to start pick fights with you. You know because <laughs> they think they think you're smaller. You know because. I'm only five for seven, and uh, and that's how many tippy toes in the boat. Yeah, and, uh, it's okay. We have it's okay. We get into a fight. You have me and Paul behind you. Five for seven on an Ireland's box. So with that, it, it was one of those things that you know, I didn't have too many bad things going on in that regard. You know, what I mean, I had more bad things happen to me than than bad things. Well, put, yeah. or everybody thinks, Michael, when you win a when you win a gold medal at the Olympics, that you're you're set for life as well. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not true. Not so true. Is it there? Listen, I'm, I done well. I, I I had a great manager. He, he passed away last week. John Givens. John, John passed away um, on Friday there up in there uh, in Indrada. Uh, John was a great guy. He, they done well for him and Trevor O'Rourke, media sports. Um, uh, and he, he died at 76 years old of cancer. Oh. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, John John was also um Jack Shatton's agent and Noel Quinn's agent. So, uh, John and Trevor and the media sports so well with me as well. And yeah, listen, I can say I'm happy with it. You know, I've got a nice house. I've got a nice family. I'm, 
I've been roped back into this Trimble Boxing Club, you know, all the time. <laughs> I'm the head coach and I'm the chairman and everything else. But you know, there's nowhere else I'd want to be. Those two are sitting in the in the in the media or in the chair in the meeting room where we are now in Drimna. Um so it again it was Drimna made me the man I am today. You know what I mean? That's the bottom line. Exactly. Yeah, it's clear that the passion for the sport still remains for all three. You're all like like I said at the start, you're all sitting in front of the rings, or you got both, all three of you had pictures behind us on the walls of I'll give you a different view of the banner of the Hall of Fame one. Look. <laughs> yeah, so Wayne's showing us for the, for everyone listening, it's just a picture of the is it the, what year was it? 2019, Wayne, or was it prior? Yeah, it's it's 2019. You got Hopkins, Marquez, Hot Rockman, um, Philippe Pazienza, Mikey Wright, Pasamior, me, me on the wall. There we go. Yeah, so uh lads, I think we'll I think we'll reach the end of the road here. Uh much appreciate your time for joining us today on the Rocky Road. It's 30 years since Wayne McCullough won yeah. silver for Ireland and Michael Crute won that famous gold uh, at Barcelona in 1992. And it was a great team and uh, backbone by the likes of Paul Griffin, Paul Budimer, Paul Douglas, Kevin McBride, uh, one of Ireland's greatest Olympic teams and one of one Irish sports' most fantastic moments. Lads, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, See you, Paul. See you, Michael. See you. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.